Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Seven Foot Heart Intro on Spotify podcast. Today, we have a special guest, assistant coach Toby Carberry from Yale University, New Haven, Connecticut. After a very successful collegiate and professional career, he is now entering his third season as a member of Yale men's basketball program under coach James Jones. Coach Carberry has a strong college coaching background. He was an assistant coach at LIU Brooklyn, Central Connecticut State University under Howie Dickerman. He also has experience in New Haven, Connecticut under UNH Ted Holting and Southern Connecticut under coach Mark Ribzik. Coach played for Vermont University and then spent five years in professional basketball leagues in Europe and the NBA D-League. He's 13 on the all-time scoring list for University of Vermont, 1,235 points, and Carberry was a finalist in the National Slam Dunk Contest in the Final Four in Indianapolis. You know, we're happy to have you on. Thanks, Coach. How are you? I'm good, man. Doing well, you know, considering the times here. Doing well. How are you doing, man? Doing good, man. I'm just happy to have you on the on the phone today. I appreciate your time and you coming in. And you know, I, I've been interviewing a lot of coaches, and um, I interview you because you know I met you when I started my uh, playing career, and uh, Coach Mark Ribzik gave me an opportunity. And uh, you know, I just remember you always being you know a great guy and a great coach and, and a good mentor. So I appreciate everything you've done, and I thank you for being on today. Hey, definitely. You know, one thing about the you know the business of coaching and basketball is that you know we all love basketball and we all you know work hard and be dedicated you know to make it as far as we can you know in the in, in the sport and you know just watching your grind um, and not listening to no when people had you know pre-assumed assumptions <laughs> on your height and everything like that yeah. but seeing how you transition that into you know your career and what you're doing now man it's pretty good man proud of you. Dude, I, pre- I really appreciate that. It's always nice to have um, some people on your side, you know, and like you said, you know, the height issue, I never really thought of it like that, you know, that's why I made that that book I just self-published, Seven Foot Heart, man, it's all about the heart, you know, and, and, and right. you, you know how it is, you played at a very, very high level, you know, so you know, you know the deal. Definitely, man, definitely. So, coach, um, how did you get your college, uh, college coaching first job, you know, how did you get into it? Well, at the time, I was uh, considering going back overseas to play. Uh, really wasn't getting the offers that I wanted to. Uh, you know, I was looking to transition into a higher level of competition in Europe. Um, and I was home for a while. And, you know, August turned to September. September turned to October. And I started looking around for different things that I wanted to do. And I got a job with um, somebody I knew in education uh, at Blake Street Leadership Academy teaching uh, kids that transitioned out of the juvenile justice system in New Haven and were looking to get back into New Haven public schools. So these were kids that were considered the worst of the worst. And, you know, I had to, I was a classroom instructor. I taught them English. I taught them uh, history. And up the street from Blake Street, Southern Connecticut State's campus, I saw that there was an opening for a part-time assistant. So I went on up to, uh, you know, Southern Connecticut and walked in the office and saw a familiar face in Mark Ripsick. He was there by himself because uh, coaches were, head coach was off on leave and there was, a, you know, a lot of lot of issues going on there. But uh, he needed some help. And, um, you know, I said, well, what can, what can I do? And, you know, that's what started it at Southern Connecticut State University, helping out Mark Ripsick, who was 
been the interim head coach there uh, because of situations that were going on. And, you know, we, we were there for two and a half years. You know, I got promoted full-time the next year. Uh, I was able to recruit, recruit my brother, who is arguably to this day one of my best recruits I've ever signed. Definitely. You know, he's still playing in Europe at a high level. Um, but uh, it, it, it worked because it was right in my backyard, and I was able to do some things for my family in terms of my brother, who was, you know, not getting recruited, and he needed a showcase to get, you know, to where he wanted to go. So it worked for us. What a what a great uh, feeling to coach your younger brother, and then see him move on, and now he's playing overseas. Which Tobin's a great a great guy. I mean, I, I've known him when I walked on in there, and he was a superstar from day one. So we're, I'm definitely proud of him. You know, definitely, definitely. Yeah, he's doing some uh, some big things. He signed a contract in uh, the top league in Russia, uh, but had some injuries, so he left. He left there and went on to uh, Finland and finished out the season. Nice. So, you know, he's working out right now, staying in shape, and uh, looking to continue his career going forward. Oh, so I'm going to have to play him one-on-one soon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm ready, Coach. <laughs> hey, so, um, so Coach, how do, you, how do you know what's the right fit? You know, like a lot of these younger coaches that are getting into it and, you know, looking to get into a college, you know, how do you know what's the right fit? You know, whether, you know, when you first started getting into different – looks and, and opportunities you know what made you take that that jump to go there for me it's feel uh it's just feel for me i don't look at salaries or anything like that i look at feel fit uh family i look at things like that um you know case in point my next move from southern connecticut was to university of new haven i think coach ted hotel ted got the job um probably some 2010 or you know the summer of 2010 i joined them um you know, and I had known Ted for a long time. I had known Ted ever since I came out of Hillhouse High School. He was a, an assistant at uh, Yale at one point. And, you know, he used to play uh, pickup basketball in Yale. And I used to go there, work out there, play pickup basketball with him. So it was, a, it, it was somebody I knew, somebody I trusted, somebody I knew that was going to be dedicated and working hard every day to becoming a better coach and helping me become a better coach. Uh, and, and, and Ted was... You know, in my experience with Ted was like going to school. I learned so much from him in those four years. It was like uh, a degree in basketball coaching. So, awesome. Plus, I was able to get a master's there as well. So I worked full-time for him for four years and was able to take some graduate school classes at night and chip away at a master's, and it worked out. And from there, moved on to Central Connecticut. So, you know, it was all about fit. I've been fortunate because, you know, you know, I, I've been in Connecticut a lot with, with my jobs. Um but definitely, when considering moves for me, it's about fit and my, and my familiarity with the staff. Definitely. You know, and being in your hometown, that's got to be a great feeling, Coach. Yeah, man. I mean, being at Yale is, is, is so uh, unique right now because I can remember when I was coming out of school, high school, you know, Yale wasn't considered a, a powerhouse in basketball. Now we're to a, a point where... You know, we just had two back-to-back Ivy League championships with NCAA tournament appearances. And, of course, we couldn't, you know, because of the situation, we couldn't get to the NCAA tournament this year because of cancellations. But, I mean, back-to-back, you know? That's great. Um, You know, just to see where Coach Jones has, you know, built the program from and the way he's done it, you know, and his character uh, has been, you know, just 
just such a great learning experience for me over these past three years. I just completed my third year with them. And, uh, you know, you really you really learn a lot from the head coaches that you work for. And, uh, you know, James has been exemplary in, in the, you know, the, the idea of a head coach, you know. Yeah, I've, I've been to a couple of practices. I met all the coaching staff, Coach Jones as well. You know, your, your basketball ops guys and your assistants, you know, what a great, great um, feeling. When I was there watching your practice, a lot of energy. You guys you guys run an amazing program. And I actually came to that one game when uh, you guys pulled off that miracle game. What was it, you guys, like down like 10 or 7 or? Yeah, that was, that was against Penn at home. Penn at right? home, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. We, our guys really, really looked up and... and, and, and... <laughs> What a and game! Out of no, out of nowhere, defensive <laughs> effort that you know we were struggling with all game. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you say you know, we weren't able to defend all game, but for those last two and a half minutes, uh, you know, we put a press on that you know kind of turned things around, and um, you know that's that was one of the high, definitely one of the highlights of the season, that victory over Pitt at home. And that was a much needed win, man. Yeah. It put us, you know, it gave us some separation. Uh, in first place, uh, going into the last two weeks of the season, uh, I mean, it was that, that was an awesome win. Dude, that full court press came on, and it was a whole different world. I was like, wow, you guys definitely stepped up. It was awesome. Man, I was out of my seat, man. I was jumping up and down. Yeah, it's funny, it's funny because you know we, you know Bob and James in the office, especially me, about wanting to press more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, with you know, yeah, James hasn't traditionally been a pressing coach, you know, yep. and, you know. I've, we, we always bother them about wanting to press more, but um, that game, I mean, you know, awesome. That, that just was an awesome effort by our Definitely. guys. And you know, our, our guys were very committed to defense this year. Um, you know, they, they, they were very united. They were out to prove that, you know, we, we lost, you know, for, what, four starters. We lost three first team all league guys, you know. Yep. You know, I, I mean, we lost an NBA guy, and our guys this year wanted to prove that with all that. You know, lost from last year that we could still do some damage, and and and, and they proved it. That's it was great, tremendous, tremendous. Um, speaking of the NBA, so you have a couple guys. How does it feel coaching guys that are you know going to the NBA? Yeah, I mean it's great. <laughs> Mie, Mie only was a super talent. You know, he, he super talent, super uh, dedicated. Uh, I mean, he wants nothing else but to be in the gym working on his game. So we had to be creative in ways within the rules and, and the carol laws and stuff like that that we could keep him engaged in, uh, you know, in, in workouts and, and uh, getting better and in film study and things that he would be, you know, receptive to that he would need going forward, you know, to make a habit of, you know, the work that he needs to be in the NBA. I mean, this kid was very uh, dedicated to it. Um, you know, one two areas that I worked with him uh, extensively was with ball handling and finishing. You know, I, I always implored him, like, that, look, man, you're so athletic, there's no reason to get into the lane and hang around and look to finish, you know, drawing contact, just go yeah. in there and look to hammer it on everybody that, that <laughs> did your work. That's it. And, you know, and, and, you know, it was the mentality um, that, you know, I just tried to instill in them, um, you know, along with all the other coaches. Coach Kingsley worked with him on his football with his shooting. Yeah. Uh, Coach Coach Diamond worked with him tirelessly on post-up moves and things like that. Like, so we, we all hit him from different angles and hopefully, you know, he, you know, he, he he values some of that, you know what I mean? And, and that's, and that's the, you know, that's the, 
that's the idea of looking at it, man, is that all of these kids that come in with talent on their own, you know, you just want to help them fundamentally hone in on those skills to where that they can be in positions to win games for us and also have the opportunity to play at the next level. Definitely. And then when they move on, you just hope they appreciate it, you know? Definitely will. They definitely will, Coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a funny story I want to bring up. I was uh, in Florida. I was on vacation, and I was up early in the morning running the treadmill, and I look on TV, and I see Duke versus Yale, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm not even thinking. I'm, I'm just running, and I'm watching. Next thing you know, I see you jump off the bench. and go, Coach! So I send you a text, and I'm like, Coach, what's going on? And so that feeling of you know playing against Duke and Coach K, and not many people could say that. So like, how does that feel to, to, to be in that situation? Well, yeah, you, you, you go into the situation, you know, step into that gym, and the gym is like a uh, basketball museum of its own. You know, <laughs> definitely. It's a, it's a it's a smaller it's a smaller facility, but it's so historic, and there's so much uh, so much tradition there. Definitely. You know, and and, and and they had Zion that year too, so they had the they had the, the tradition going for them, and now they have the hype of Zion, and you know, it, it was a great experience. Um, you know, I've got look forward to those non-conference games where we can play against those high-level athletes and high-level programs so they can prove themselves, but not stepping out of the, you know, the concept of team basketball. And we went down there, and uh, in the first half, we uh, we fought them. We definitely fought them. Uh, but, you know, we, we had some foul trouble situations and uh, some match-up issues, and uh, they can't kind of got away from us a little bit but you know I mean you talk about having a chance to be on the same floor and compete legitimately compete against yeah. the number one team in the country <laughs> you know you, you feel good about where your program is but, you know you, you, you step into the game none of our guys were in awe none of nobody in step on the staff was in awe you know we just went in there understanding that we were playing against possibly the number one draft pick and the number one team in the country and we just tried to you know Trust our stuff and do what we do. You know? yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, mm-hmm. I was proud of you, Coach. Yeah, man, appreciate it. So, um, basically, like you know, between all the divisions that you coach, so you're at D- Division Two, and then you were at Division One, and then now in the Ivy League, you know, is wh- what's the difference between them? Do you think? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't focus on the differences. Uh, you know, I, I try. You know, one thing I, I do is I always, you know, just focus on where I am and try to do the best job where I'm at regardless of the level. Yep. Um, you know, I, there's some kids that I coached at the Division two level that to start for yet. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of, uh, with Division two, a lot of things come into play with the exposure and with the kid in the right program or, you know, things like that. And then, you know, at Division two, you you know, at the scholarship level, you're, you're Limit, limited to 10 scholarship Division 2 while in Division 1 you can have 13 so that's you know three more guys that you can bring in uh, that are Division 1 players that that may be a difference and maybe a 6-9 guy wouldn't be you know featured at a D2 school would be at a D1 you know just little Definitely. things yeah. like that um, little things like that but in terms of doing a job in coaching um, college, college coaching is college coaching yeah. you know what I mean I, I talk I talk to a lot of uh, our D3 coaches uh, that come in and 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 go to Yale Elite Camp. Yep. And you know those, these these guys are great coaches. You know what I mean? Just uh, run intricate offenses, have great defensive, uh, you know, coaching and, and teaching ability. And, and it's just and that's what it is. It's just teaching. You yep. know what I mean? And it's 
you know, in, in regardless of the level, um, you know, if you have good teachers, you're going to have a good program. Definitely. So I really don't get caught up. I don't really don't get caught up in, into the differences of the levels at all. Awesome. Hey, Coach, one last thing I want to tell you. I, I, I saw you had your dunk contest with your father and your brother online. So oh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to make a video and send it to you later, right, about my dunks. All right, man. Yeah, yeah, there you go, man. We're all quarantined over here. Yeah. We're parents' house right now. We, decide, we, start, we decided to get stuck in the house all together. That's awesome. So, you know, we, we, we're, uh, matter of fact, my son is out on the driveway working out right now. Man. Awesome. He's got a lot of work to do. He's got a lot of work to do. But, yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a uh, we had a dunk contest, uh, and you, you get one dunk only. And uh, you know, my father, my father just turned seventy last week, and he wanted to jump in. And I saw him jamming, man. He's moving. We, we, we adjusted the rim for him. I mean, how about this? How, how about this though? He he gets ready to dunk, and he hollers out. Earl the Pearl, come on, man! Like nobody says that anymore. People say Kobe. People say Kobe, not Earl the Pearl. Earl the Pearl. You know. Nah, it was just good. It's good great. To have everybody in one place. You know, we don't. We really don't get that time often because I, you know, during this time I'd be, you know, preparing to go out with food, working long hours in the office. My brother would be working out to be somewhere with his wife or anything. We never really always have get this consistent time to be together. And Definitely, it's, it's good. Dude, I pre- well, I appreciate your time for being on the phone with us today, and then you know. It's always nice to hear from you. It's always nice to catch up, you know, when I catch a practice or so. So I just want to thank you, you know, for your time. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. You too, man. Keep it going. All right. Take care. Take care. All right, guys. That was Toby Carberry from Yale University. Tomorrow we have Jared Grasso from University of Bryant University. He'll be on for 10 o'clock tomorrow. Tune in. Seven Foot Heart intro on Spotify. Thank you. Have a good day.